Welcome to This is What Democracy Sounds Like. I'm Kevin Prang. This program is a presentation of Metropolitan Congregations United. MCU is a community organization that brings together religious congregations, community groups, and individuals to work for a common purpose, to create a better life for all residents of the St. Louis region. We work at the intersection of race, economy, political power, gender, and the structures of oppression at work within us individually, within our organization, and within the community. We are working towards building people's control of the government, building community control of the economy, expanding the public sphere, and creating structural racial equity. Today, my guests are Lisa Thompson and Sarah Rose of Metropolitan Congregations United, and we're going to be talking about Jamming for Justice. Welcome, Lisa and Sarah. How are you guys doing? Thank you. Great. Thanks. I'm doing all right. Good. Good. So let's start it off with what exactly is Jamming for Justice and when is this happening? Okay, well, uh, Jamming for Justice was an event that um, I was involved in helping to create about 11 years ago when we needed to do some fundraising for MCU and decided that we wanted to also make it a fun time for all of us to get together. And uh, so we created this event that um, was held at uh, Schlafly's Tap Room, was held at the old plush uh, nightclub, and recently was held at the Ready Room. Um, And it had live music, food, uh, and a silent auction that raised some money for MCU. Well, obviously, it wasn't a good place for social distancing, and so this year we had to change things up a little. Yeah, so given the COVID-19 concern and that we're all social distancing, we thought getting 100 or more folks together in a bar would not be the best idea both for us and for our community. So, as with everything, we're moving to Zoom. Um, So this year, we'll be having three different online virtual events, one each month, one on June 12th, and one in July, and one in August, both to celebrate the community that surrounds MCU and makes up MCU and makes MCU possible, and also to ensure that our work is funded by our community. So part of the reason that we do this fundraiser is because when you get We live in capitalism, and when you get money from a group, you are held accountable by that group. And we want to be held accountable by the folks who make up our community, who make up our volunteer organizers, our community-led organizers, our different issue campaigns, et cetera. And this is one of the ways that we do that. So so in the past, I mean, how many people are we talking about that have been usually show up at an event like this? Usually about 150. And the nice thing about doing it um, on Zoom is that I can invite my friends from North Carolina and everywhere else and my friends who maybe don't like to get off their couch too much. So they're able to join us this year virtually. So I'm excited for that. And like uh, Sarah said, our first event is June 12th. And I'm also really excited about the musicians that we have playing that event. So Nick Gussman is one of the musicians, and he is a uh, pretty well-known guy in St. Louis area and tours around the country, and actually, I think, maybe even around the world. But he um, plays songs kind of reminiscent of Woody Guthrie and Bob Dylan. And then um, 
he'll play one set and then we'll have Kip and JJ Louie, who are also pretty well-known singers and songwriters in the St. Louis area. And um, they'll be playing some songs for us in the last part of the event. And so it is June 12th from 8 till 9.30. And um, one of our concerns, like Sarah said, we are concerned about our community and local economies and, and definitely the locally um, owned businesses and things uh, are have been so hurt by the um, COVID-19 issues. And so we are making sure we share a portion of our profit with the um, performers, as well as doing a gift card auction where we will be buying the gift cards and not asking businesses to donate them, but um, then we will be ra um, auctioning or raffling those off. Okay, so when you said uh, we will be buying them, is, is that MCU or, or are we asking individuals to do that? We are asking friends of MCU to, um, frequent their favorite business, whether that's a, a coffee shop or a restaurant or a little retail store, um, buy like a $20 gift card, um, either email it or send it to MCU, and um, they will then receive uh, either credit for one event. Um, so they'll get a pass to that one event or $20 credit to what we call an all access pass, which costs $40 and gives you access to all three of the events, June, July, and August. Okay, good. So it, it actually will cost uh, people who want to, to, to view the, the bands playing and participate there, there. There is a cost, there is a ticket uh, mm -hmm. for that. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? You can find the information about how to buy a ticket either through our email or we have an event on Facebook and essentially it's a square. So you can purchase the ticket, you can purchase raffle tickets. Um, and once you purchase the ticket, you will be sent the zoom link. I actually got a question uh, from a friend of mine yesterday. If one person is in the same home and potentially using the same computer, should they buy two tickets if their partner is also going to watch with them? My suggestion is yes, but <laughs> the same Zoom link will work for any computer. <laughs> right. And that, that link is um, squareup.com slash store slash MCU. You can buy tickets to the events. You can buy the all access pass and you can also buy raffle tickets for the gift card raffles. So do you, do you have the dates for uh, July and August yet? Or are we still, still waiting on those? We have July 10th. Um, Friday, July 10th, and August 14th. We have not announced the performers for those dates yet, but that will be coming soon. Are you still looking for people who are interested in performing? Um, we have not confirmed those performers. So yes, if somebody is really interested in, in joining us, um, they can email the MCU office um, at office at mcustl.com and uh, let us know you're interested. What, what are also some of the other places that MCU finds it, its funding? Uh, Jammer for Justice isn't the only thing, it's part of a bigger whole. So, so what are some of the other places that we get our funding from? So MCU gets its funding from a combination of grants from local and national partners, from monthly sustainers who decide to join our work longer term and actually provide um, a really supportive, really a really great support benefit for us where we know that we can expect those donations. There are also individual donations, congregational dues, 
And um, sometimes for some of the work that we do, for example, collecting signatures, et cetera, there are, um, because of the partnerships that we have with some other local groups, we get funding from there. So what does it mean when, when we say a church is a member of MCU? What does that entail and, and, and how does that come about? That's how I originally got involved was my church was a member before I was a member of my church and helped establish MCU. Um, and then I heard about some of the issues that uh, MCU was working on. I was invited to a public meeting. I was kind of a busy young mom and career mom as well. And so I wasn't real interested in getting involved in something at the time, but some friends of mine wanted to turn out people to a, a public meeting, which at that time was in person and not virtual. And um, so we went and I was so impressed with, it was at Pilgrim Congregational Church. There was a, a packed church with people in the balcony and there were people of all ages. There were people of all races. And I just thought this is this is what democracy looks like and it should um this is what should happen and they had public officials there and they were asking for some things to be done with some of the roads and highways maintenance and um the county executive at the time was there and and was there was a, a woman who was probably a housewife mother and probably a career mom too like me but she was asking for these changes from the county executive and put him up there and said, I need a yes or no answer. Will you do this? And he looked around and joking and kind of laughingly, and he'd been prepared for it ahead of time. He knew what he would be asked, but he looked around and said, well, yes, I could hardly say no. And I thought this is exactly how public officials should be held accountable by the public. And so it took a few more years, but then I became involved. Our church does pay dues. It's based on a percentage of our church income. We, we're a very small church. We have like a hundred members officially adult and um, we still get a lot done and we're very involved. And so we try to have a kind of a core team of people that um, support MCU, bring the issues to our congregation, and um, and like I said, we pay dues, and that is pretty flexible. So you know, it's hard for little churches like ours. Budgets are struggles, but it is something we feel puts our faith into action. And then being a dues-paying member also means that church is part of decision-making process at least once a year. Uh, at the membership meeting in, in January, correct? Yes. At the membership assemblies, each church gets, um, I, I can never remember if the pastor is included in the two votes or if it's a pastor and two votes. Um, but uh, we bring issues, we bring the agenda that we see for the, the board presents the agenda for the coming year as they can see, predict it, and bring the budget as well. And um, that is then approved by the board members or not approved if they so choose. Okay, good. And then individuals can, contrib can contribute also. Tell us a little bit about uh, the different ways that, that individuals can, can chip in. Yeah, so individuals can give in a couple different ways, um, either on our website, I think similarly through Square, you can, there's a donate section at the bottom of the page, you can become sustainable, sustain, donor sustaining, 
sustaining donors, sorry, um, which means that you give a certain amount per month um, or you can connect with us about having uh, sponsoring a page in the program book, which comes out every year around the annual meeting. Um, again, another version of demonstrating your support. Okay. And, and tell us about that program book. What is it and, and, and how can a, a business or organization participate with that? Yeah. So the program book has, I'm not, I think it's been coming out for a very long time and has been pretty central to MCU for a while. Um, this year, it will likely be mostly digital as with everything else. And the program book has a combination of things. It has um, pages devoted to supporters, be they individual members, companies, et cetera. Um, and it has some of our mission, vision, values, our plans for the year, testimonials about things that we've done that year. It's in a lot of ways a celebration, both of the work that we have done, the work that is to come, and who makes up the community that surrounds MCU. And so if, if businesses, and, and that program book goes out and is distributed to all of the churches in MCU's membership, which is over 100 across the city, the county, St. Charles, um, sort of a very wide swath of the region. If a business is really interested, they can send an email to the same email that Lisa mentioned, office at mcustl.com. Yeah. Um, and we'll get in touch. We'll be happy to, to work with anyone. There are black and white pages. There are color pages. You get to design your own. You can have your kids design one. Everything's up to you. <laughs> I think uh, a lot of times when we hear about um, fundraising, it's for charities and um, where charities are uh, actually doing direct service. And that makes for a good um, story, an appealing story. I'm not sure appealing is the word I'm searching for, but, but uh, um, a story that, that, that talks to people's hearts, let's say, and, you know, whether that's children being abused or, homeless or um, food banks that feed families and homeless people. Um, and sometimes MCU has a little bit of a hard time putting our story out there because we are not a direct service charity. But what I like about MCU is that um, we target those root causes of all those other things. Um, we target racism, in, in institutions like the education system, the suspension and discipline within that education system, within um, representation or lack of in the juvenile justice system and uh, racism there as well, and within um, in the criminal justice system as well. Um, so it's harder to make a case for making a, a big donation, but it's, it's, I believe, extremely important. And um, we target those little bits. You know, it's hard to fight poverty by yourself. It's hard to fight it if you're just one church. But if you can get together with groups, and so our church joins with other churches, other organizations to, you know, work with MCU. But as MCU also works with other organizations and has allies like Jobs with Justice and um, Missouri Healthcare for All and all of those other things where we work together to try to um, 
bring justice for the community and fair representation to the community. So I, I just had to put that in because it, sometimes it's hard for people to visualize or to understand where their money's going. Um, so I encourage you to look into more of the issues and the actions that we have at our website. One of the things I, I guess we're doing now is, is making sure that we have uh, individuals who support families whose children especially are caught in the juvenile justice system. Um, that it, it's a one-on-one -on -one outreach to make sure that those families are empowered to, to navigate that system. Um, and, and we've also seen leadership come from those families who then reach out to other families. I think that's one of the, one of the neatest stories that we've been working on in the last year or so is, mm -hmm. is, is really helping families navigate a system that can be overwhelming and can be in, intimidating and can steamroll, uh, steamroll the entire mm -hmm. family. Um, yeah, Reverend Dietrich Wise Baker uh, was, and I think still is, a chaplain in the juvenile justice system um, and was frustrated by what she was seeing. Um, I know back in 2016, there was one public defender for 394 cases in the juvenile system. And obviously, those kids aren't getting well represented by that. So I know uh, one of the things if you are a family that's involved, your child's been arrested, um, you can text hashtag love youth to the number 31996 to find out more information and get some support. So is there anything else that, that people can participate in? Definitely, um, you should um, sign up on our website, which is mcustlewis. Uh, org and um, get regular emails and uh, posts from MCU so you can stay up on um, the actions that we are doing because we're still trying to push our issues even though um, we all can't be together. Um, on May 8th, we had a uh, car parade in front of the Juvenile Justice Center um, to call for emergency responses to the COVID-19 virus for incarcerated youth and adults and um, had quite a few cars participate in that. So we're, we're busy. We've, we've got legislation on, on you know, our, in our scopes that we're going to need to be turning out people for August 4th, Medicaid expansion vote, and um, to fight the opposition to the Clean Missouri amendment that passed with 62% of the vote. And um, we need to fight those partisan changes that the legislature has now proposed. And then Sarah, uh, since Lisa told her story, tell us your story about, you know, YMCU. Why, why do you like doing this work and, and, and being involved here? Yeah, I similarly uh, am a member of a congregation, um, the St. Louis Quakers meeting, um, who was a member of MCU before I myself was a member, a member of MCU. So I moved to St. Louis about three years ago, about two years ago, sorry, and um, knew that this is a city with a long history, both of inequality and of people working towards for further equity. And I knew that if I was going to be in this town, in this city, I wanted to be a part of that pushing for further equity rather than that passive um, decline into inequity. 
So when I moved here, I was really interested in getting involved, but I wasn't, I didn't necessarily know anybody in the city when I moved here. So I connected to the local um, faith group that I belong to, the Quakers. And in that group, they hadn't been to an MCU event in a very long time. They hadn't been to a membership assembly in a very long time. And so I came in and sort of acted as a connector between these two groups of people who were really committed to a better St. Louis, to more equity, to a less racist St. Louis, but weren't really talking to one another. So the first event that I went to was a public meeting. Um, I believe that day we had five public meetings in different parts across the city and county, each with the local representatives listening to the people they were representing and what the people they were representing needed and wanted and deserved. And I thought the power of that meeting and the power of getting people from all different faith backgrounds together towards a singular message of shared humanity, shared um, human rights was so compelling to me. Um, And I was so excited to become part of this network that is bringing folks in from all different places, from all different backgrounds, et cetera, but towards a singular vision. Okay, good. And speaking of the public meeting, uh, we do have a date for that now uh, for this year. It's going to be a different time of year than, than we're used to. We're looking at uh, July 19th and uh, three in the afternoon is, is what we're looking for right now. The, uh, the details are still coming on, on that, so we'll, we'll keep everybody posted on that. Probably have a program dedicated to that public meeting coming up. I would just say, too, that you know we, three of us, are, are connected to MCU through a congregation or church gathering, um, but you don't have to be. You don't have to. Uh, we are rooted in faith-based organizing, um, but you do not have to be a church-going person to be involved in MCU, and we welcome individuals who are are, are just interested in the in the uh, the causes as well. Yeah, I think the, the the sort of the foundation of of the organization is is the spirit of of compassion and the spirit of of wanting to change the structure of the system. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not focused on uh, a a creed or a specific theological belief system other than uh, where we all feel a charge to uh, be part of a better and more wholesome and, and thriving system for everyone within our community uh, and not just a few select people. So yeah, yeah, we do have uh, Muslim participation, Jewish participation um, and also non-denominational. So, so please come out and join that. Um, any other thoughts on that that public meeting? Uh, one of the the keys in that is sort of this public commitment that we look for from our elected officials, and that that's always a key to it. Lisa, you touched on that a little bit, um, and and we're that that's that's a central part of that meeting. Any other thoughts on on what we do there? I think it's hard for us to speak to it right now because. Um, the the task forces right now in MCU, the juvenile justice, education, um, the expo group with which is made up of ex-incarcerated people, um, they are all working the issues right now. And 
that is an ever-evolving state. So um, as they work the issues, that can change day to day as far as what can be done ahead of time. And we maybe celebrate a win or whether they find resistance to some of the uh, sought, the changes that are sought and then um, want to push farther at the public meeting. So um, we're not exactly sure who will all be there yet, but that will be developed as we go and get closer to that date. Okay, good. And we're continuing to do, MCU is continuing to do its work um, virtually. Um, we, we have uh, our, our committee meetings are meeting by Zoom. We're doing our podcast by Zoom. Uh, we'll be having our public meeting by Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, and also on Tuesday nights related to the, the um, families of folks going through the justice system, there's a support group. Uh, we want to call attention to that also. So uh, please check out our website and social media information for, for those types of things. Let's go back over some of the details for Jammin for Justice. Uh, again, what are what's the what are the dates and uh, what times? Um, we'd love for you to purchase a ticket to get access to the event, which is June twelfth. It's a Friday at eight p.m. You can put the kids to bed and and come watch the event. Um, and it will be featuring Nick Gusman, Kip, and JJ Louie. And you'll also hear a little bit about MCU and have a chance to win some raffle prizes. So not only will you be supporting MCU, you'll be supporting those performers and those businesses. So I think that pretty much wraps it up for today. I want to thank our guests, Lisa Thompson and Sarah Rose of MCU. If you want to learn more about MCU, go to our Facebook, our website, mcustlewis.org, and also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And that's where you can find out how to participate with us, where you can find out complete details on the Jammin' for Justice, uh, which is coming up in June. And also um, make sure that you follow us on those outlets and subscribe to the to the podcast. I'm Kevin Prang, and you've been listening to This Is What Democracy Sounds Like. Tune in again next time, and thank you for listening.